Hey everyone, you are watching Otaku Movie Anatomy. Remember, there is no spoon. We are adjusting your realities today as we watch the Animatrix. Alright guys, we're going to talk about that. Let's rock. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Otaku Movie Anatomy. Yeah. Yeah, play that funky music. It's time for some Animatrix, everyone. Welcome to Otaku oh, Movie Anatomy. Man. So 90s. Look, it's all four of the original right. cast. Oh my gosh, oh, we're all here. We're back together. together. <laughs> no, this is a rare day in Otaku Movie Anatomy because you're right, we are all actually here. And of all the things to bring us together, it is the Animatrix of all things. <laughs> the 90s. Because it's the best. Yeah, right? Well, I guess it's 2000. It changed my life. 1999 came out. <laughs> it influenced this, every this part of me. This changed my life. We are dating ourselves. Yeah. Yes, it, it really is. It's life changing. It's probably one of the best parts of the whole Matrix series in general. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> the Matrix was so awesome that it went downhill so fast. Oh, so quickly. Oh, man. <laughs> Yes, of course, uh, I'm going to be one of your hosts. My name is Jonathan Mesa. You could find me at KaibaCat on Twitter, Instagram, all those shenanigans, all those things. Of course, to my left. I'm Max Song, and you can find me at Max Salt on the everything. <laughs> and I'm Yuma Ninja. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Yuma Ninja. And I'm uh, Michelle. Oh, God. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> I guess it out like every week. I am Chubby Bunny Michelle. You can find me everywhere on the internet at I am Chubby Bunny. It's true, you're right. This is like like the one thing every week. I don't know. Week. It's yeah. just like I'm quiet. If I'm not leading, I'm quiet for so long that I kind of forget what I'm supposed to say. So she forgets her name. <laughs> All right, so we are talking Animatrix. I'm going to give you guys a little uh, little information on it before we jump right into everything. Uh, right off the bat, Animatrix was, you know, created by the Wachowski brothers. Yeah. 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 Good for they're, that. Now yeah. they are the Wachowskis. Yeah. yeah. Now, now they're not brothers anymore. <laughs> well, they're sisters. technically sisters. They're the sisters now. Wait, what? 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 Both of them. Do you not know this? No, no, no. Oh, that's they right. They had that, a... gender Hold reassignment. Hold on, wait a minute. Pause everything. Fill us in. What? So, Andy and Larry are now... Both women. Both women. So it's Lana and uh, Andy is now yeah. a woman. I can't remember her name. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah, both recently them. just it came recently out. Recently the second one, but I believe it was like a couple years ago, like five or six years ago, where the first brother uh, decided to become a sister, and then I guess now... Her name is recently, Lana? I don't remember. Wow. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then they made Cloud Atlas, and then it all... And there you go. And, and then they did Sensei. Yeah, and there you go. Lily. Lily, Lily. I think we have yes. it there. Lily. Okay, Lana you. and Lily Wachowski. Wachowski. That's cool. That's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. I had no idea, actually. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, uh, then, it's cool that they get to pick their like their sibling name, you know, because it kind of matches. Because they're Lana and dope. Lily. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's kind of neat. <laughs> so uh, I will try to correct myself. The Wachowski sisters. Mm-hmm. The Yes, the Wachowskis. There you yeah. go. They created the Animatrix. Now, they were on, actually, in Japan promoting the Matrix itself. The, the first the movie, movie, which is the only one you really need to watch. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and they, they're big anime fans, which is actually where The Matrix was inspired by, although mm-hmm. I heard they did steal the script from someone, but that's, that's a different oh, story. Oh, shit. Yeah, drama. That's a, that's a different story, and it's rumors. 1999 drama, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> it's Hollywood, right? Yeah. And that's just the way the business goes. Well, well, well. Well, they're big <laughs> anime fans, so they were, they went and visited a bunch of different anime companies that they are, uh, that they're big fans of, and they yeah. decided, hey, why don't we all get together and make something really cool, Matrixy anime. Here we are. It's the Animatrix. Uh, they wrote the first four stories of the Animatrix, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which uh, are arguably the best parts of it. Yeah, I, I would have so. to say. Yeah. Yes. 
And uh, let's see, outside of that, let's see, a little information here. The Final Flight of the Osiris was premiered um, part, as part of a movie, sort of like one of those first little movie things, you know, yep. before the movie. Like the Pixar thing. Was yeah. Like, yeah. Was it for the second movie? But like real sad. It was, it was, it, I have here Dreamcatcher for Dreamcatcher or something. I don't think I watched that Oh, Dreamcatcher, is it the Stephen King movie? Is that what oh, it is? It might be, That's yeah. a weird, okay. that's a that weird movie. That was a weird movie, too. So I guess, you know, they were just jumping on board with that, and so that's kind of how they did it. Then the 9-in-1, when they got all nine stories together, that didn't come out until October 2008. Mm -hmm. However, in 2004, Adult Swim started putting out some of the films. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I see, Toonami in 2006, and, uh, oh, that was Toonami Latin America. And uh, it has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, the animatrix. Uh High. That's That's It's because the ones that are strong are super strong. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And the ones that aren't strong are still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They're not bad. They're not bad. They're not bad. Yeah. But, but for sure, like the, the strong ones really carry this. Uh, let's see. This is all sort of set between Matrix Reloaded. So it's in between the first movie and the second movie. So Matrix mm-hmm. to Matrix Reloaded. That's mm-hmm. kind of where the Animatrix yep. fits. Although some of the stories themselves, you know, like as you get later into like the nine stories, yeah. they kind of just are a, their own. Arbitrary. Right. Yeah. yeah, their own little thing. Um, I, lo- I even wrote this, uh, and it's very important. This Animatrix, the Animatrix was set before the movies went to shit. It's this true. was the last good yes. thing of the Matrix before it all just crashed hey. and burned. I yep. thought the twins were pretty cool. No, they sucked. <laughs> Don't You're hey. wrong. Why do two pale albino dudes with dreads? How is that not cool? Jeez. They didn't yeah. have ghost powers. They were like, and they had like no. they use like the, straight razors. That is like quintessential <laughs> anime, and I can't say that that is a crime in any way. The best things about those last two movies: Monica Bellucci in latex. Nice. Wait, yes. Monica You're Bellucci? Right. That, what's the name of the actress? That should have been the first she thing. Yep. She, Monica Bellucci. That's, that's the name Monica Bellucci. She was in, um, uh, Jesus, what was she in? That gun movie. That gun movie. Uh, uh, she was in the Matrix. She was in the Matrix. She's married to Vincent Cassell. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, sweet. I'll take so that. So I'm the only person here out of the four of us who hasn't seen two or three of The Matrix. <laughs> I only saw the first one, so I was very confused. Save yourself. Don't ever watch them. Yeah, I know. I just felt like I didn't, I think... When they came out, I was very like, I'm into anime now, so I'm going to stop watching anime stream everything <laughs> for like three I, years. I think, Michelle, I think you won this battle. I yeah. think this is a battle you really won yeah. because we wasted a few hours of our lives watching yeah. the second and third. But specifically, the third one was just god awful. No, it, it was very that's the second one. It was very second much like Stockholm Syndrome. But, it's oh. like we definitely made excuses for the second movie. We're like, oh, the second movie was a little rough, but it's just going to get better in the third movie. And then the third movie oh. came out. The third movie was like, like oh, Jesus. Yeah. No one knew he's, he's Jesus. Jesus. He's yeah. Jesus. Like, not even in a subtle way. Like, literally looks word, like Jesus all the time. Literally, the second movie for me is the moment it falls because it's literally every single problem that the Wachowskis have in their movies, Cloud Atlas, like, Sensei, it's this overarching, like, we're going to get super, like, heavy-handed and philosophical. And, like, that Kentucky Fried Chicken dude at the end, I was like, <laughs> you lost me. Damn. Yeah, that's right. It was Damn. literally Colonel Sanders, the skinny boy. Ergo, vis Yes. Yes. He was pretty interesting. I, I feel like the whole thing about Wachowskis is like they make interesting characters. They just don't fill out those yeah. characters well. You know, because yeah. I looked at Kentucky Fried Chicken, dude, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what it's about. You know, maybe it's because you're in like this pure white room with no, all with these the white. No, he's like wearing a white suit. He's got the, like a goatee. Yeah. He's totally skinny <laughs> Colonel Sanders. He yeah. totally looked like Colonel Sanders. He didn't really have like a southern accent. No. So you just kind of just talk like a normal guy. And I was like, you need a southern accent, bro. Yeah. Like, that would have sold it for me. He was me. like not. Southern Donald Sutherland. 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you know exactly right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not you, making this up. I'm not the first person to you say are, it. You are the systematic anomaly. Would you like yes. some chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google this yes. later. So, so the animatrix is yeah. pretty darn cool. Um, it's nine different stories, and I. Th- think, I mean, we could all uh, probably agree as we go forward, the coolest part of the Animatrix, I mean, you gotta watch all nine stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you get a different styles, different stories, different things through all of it. But uh, the second and third one are called, uh, what's it called? The Second Renaissance, second Renaissance. Part 1 and mm-hmm. 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they are the most interesting, cool, cinematic, but oh, anime yeah. cinematic yeah. stories in the entire Animatrix. Yes, and th- what they do is they tell the story of how we even got to the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And it's really amazing. It's sort of like the basis for what iRobot was and, yeah. and mm-hmm. many, many other stories after mm-hmm. that. The Yeah, and so it, what I really loved about it is the the uh, what's it called the, my, the, saying this word is so hard for me the second renaissance renaissance it took all these amazing things from our history mm-hmm. and then it put it into sort of the same history here but like robots so like yeah. people in the streets and images you know of, of standing in front of the tank you know mm-hmm. as it sort of like is running from like Tiananmen Square yeah, yeah. thank you very much exactly and they did it all with robots so they recreated mm-hmm. our history with robots sort of as as us in, in yeah. a way with as the us and as the minority yeah. yes and we are the oppressors and I want to take that moment and just that thought process and throw it over the Michelle right now because you've got doing something. a lot of like very theater things like, and I'm going to throw it over to you I'm like yeah, yeah. catch it catch it Catch it. <laughs> yeah, because it truly was, it was incredibly yeah. moving, incredibly powerful, the yeah. second Renaissance. If you get into Renaissance 1 and 2 and you don't feel something is like wrong with yourself you're and you're dead not, you're inside. not, you're dead inside, you're yeah. not you're being dead. this Your heart way. is black. Yeah. Um, I no mean, the original, <laughs> the original movies, um, I heard there were, you know, when they, they cast the actors, the first, like, you know, the months and months before they started filming, they're like, you have to read these, like, three philosophical books mm-hmm. so that you, before we even give you the script, so that you understand it. And they had to, like, go to classes and stuff and they, oh, wow. you know, um, and, you know, to help them get there. So they explain the Matrix properly to other people. Mm-hmm. So when you get to um, uh, the, re- the Renaissance... No, the I can't second, say yeah, the, Renaissance. Second Renaissance. the second Renaissance. Uh, first one you see... Um, basically, it's about how the robot... Man created robots. Mm-hmm. The robots gained intelligence, and the robots mm-hmm. decided they didn't want to die, which is where you get the problem. Don't make robots afraid of death. It's very scary. Um, so there's this one robot that goes to trial. So one robot is... There's an owner trying to terminate this, him. This is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's B B I six six E R, which spells bigger, bigger? Mm-hmm. right? Bigger. Which is kind of fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. what happens is this robot who is named look like the word bigger in Leet speak, I guess. Yes. <laughs> this is the the age of Leet. Yeah. They, yeah. The early that's made yeah. popular. So he gets sent to trial for killing his master, and um, in the proceedings, uh, they do this crazy parallel with. Um, that trial, as well uh, with the Dred Scott versus Sanford case of 1856, as uh, when an African American was put on trial, and they deduced that um, you know the Constitution wasn't talking about African Americans, mm-hmm. uh, their property, and they're allowed to be destroyed. So in you know, which is like super upsetting. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's when you get to this, real dark. so you show this in here with the robot, and the robot he loses the case, he gets destroyed, and that's when you know the uprising, the uprising happens. happens yeah. Now the reason he's named uh, bigger. Uh, it, it basically throws back to this novel called Native Son by Richard Wright. And I remember, I forgot that I read this. Mm-hmm. I had this habit of when I read something really upsetting, I kind of block it out. But I read this book <laughs> in school. Uh, thanks, Oakland Catholic High School. <laughs> Plus 2000. Uh, we read a lot of um, literature on uh, slavery and uh, oppression of uh, African Americans in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Catholic school. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. um, and so 
it's referring to the character named um, Bigger Thomas. And in the, in the novel, it explains that his situation in life is so oppressive that he has to resort to violence. He has to... There's, the only way he can, like, get over being oppressed is to just give in to the things that society expects him to do, like mm-hmm. murdering uh, this white woman and then murdering his... Uh, raping and murdering his uh, girlfriend. And mm-hmm. it's this crazy... You know, it's not like it's an analogy of you know why this came to be, but that, why that that was a choice he had to make. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross, but it's it's really interesting they made those choices. I mean, you said the Wachowski brothers wrote this. Uh, they probably wrote this before or as part of writing the first Matrix mm-hmm. um, to cause they have to make their world you know yeah. believable. Yeah, so. the history behind it exactly. And I I just love that they used you know actual histories. I yes. mean, that's something that we could all actually connect with. And mm-hmm. I always love that you you take us deep. And whenever we do it, <laughs> I always count on Michelle to take us to this place historical and deep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's so many kind points. Of what was it? I know, yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's so what happens when you read about human nature? It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Who do we have in the chat listening to the deepness oh, right now? Who do we have? Uh, we got yeah. Fuster Cluck MD, uh, Ocampo <laughs> Fam, and then earlier we had, uh, Dra- was it Drake Vader? Drake Vader? What's up, guys? What happened to him? Thank you, guys. Just so you know, we are we are always monitoring chat. We love to hear you guys and hear your thoughts about everything we're talking about right now about the Animatrix. Right now, we're specifically talking about the second Renaissance part one and two. Um, outside of just, I mean, that incredible moment where uh, he stands and then obviously they're going to destroy him as well as every other kind yeah. of him. I guess every yeah. other... Semi-sentient robot. Yeah. Yes. And so they, then this, this not even a war starts, genocide starts. Yeah. And yeah. Then the surviving robots end up building their own little island. But the robots, so they're advanced. Mm-hmm. They don't have to sleep. They don't have to eat. So they end up working harder and building an infrastructure and a community that's so... Yeah. Uh, um, Efficient and strong yeah. that they take over the business of the world, which yeah. is which is crazy. Like that's an idea that you just wouldn't necessarily think about. You know, most yeah. of these like robot stores, it's like there are robots and they make robots and then the robots attack. Like Overwatch is you know a recent example. They basically that's literally the same story. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, but kind of in this Renaissance era where it's uh, the Opnics which are robots, basically, that are sentient, want to, like, live their own lives. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just the idea of, like, these robots taking over the economy and humans just because they're human nature. Like, technically, if you think about it, we didn't have to necessarily feed into the robots' economy because, you know, like, that we're giving them more power. But the economy only runs through humans and trade, uh-huh. yeah. right? Yes. So, at, inevitably, we destroy ourselves yes. by yes. being, like, yeah. we cannot not buy the, these yeah. things. Like, yes. we cannot buy these conveniences. Because, like, like, especially in the Second Renaissance, they, they just basically show you how much more efficient and, like, yeah. just at what length they can go. And, then of course, humans, like, were, like, driven by, you know, actual bi- biometric things. So, it's yeah. like, oh, okay. But, like, I think, like, the stuff that I noticed about the Second Renaissance is, like, you start with, like, Bigger, who's very humanoid looking. Mm-hmm. As they as they start to evolve, they the become less chat. and less and less they humanoid. They also yeah. lose their humanity, yeah, because, much like we did. Because I mean, this is something that That's you see in a lot point. of movies, where like like Terminator is one of those, like where you see them still looking like a skeleton, like still looking human. But if you're a computer, why would you need to look like a human? Yeah, you're not yeah. an efficient form. Yeah. I think that their research, like whatever the galaxy's failings are, like greatness, they always are very good at finding those details. Like, why would they need to look human at that mm-hmm. point? They I, don't need yeah. to. You, you know, the thing is, though, is, like, in the beginning, and this is where I kind of don't know whether or not this is more of a convenient plot choice than it is not. It, because, like, they see these machines that are willing to basically, like, kind of make peace with everybody. Yes. And, but instead, because otherwise, if they're like, yeah, it makes sense. They made all these crazy 
conveniences mm-hmm. and we're willing to like negotiate and be peaceful because yeah. they have no real reason to like overthrow yeah. humans. That yes. is a human concept yes. of, of power. And so to me, in a weird way, I understand that it's supposed to be dramatic, but it doesn't really make sense to me. I don't necessarily think that, you know, if we were in an our society now, sure there's fear mongering and all that and sure Donald Trump is a real thing. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, that's so, actually real. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it makes me question whether or not this is the way we would go about it. Would we go for peace, or would we just be so afraid that we were just like, no, you cannot be these things. I, I think, think it's very like extreme because, like, I mean, you're always gonna have people who are like, well, why would we like in, in your case where it's just like, why would we attack these machines who have at at their core no malice, yeah. no, what they mm-hmm. don't want to own the world because ultimately. They need us to survive. Right. They need us to buy into their economy or whatever. But I think there is definitely a showcase of people who would do that. And yeah. absolutely. I mean, you look at the Holocaust happened. Yeah. You know, mass happened. genocides happened. It happened, you know, in, in Russia with Stalin and Mussolini. Yeah. Uh, I just actually, funny enough, that's so wild. My wife just sent me this uh, uh, this thing. It was in China. And it was like 45 million people were murdered over uh-huh. the span of 18, it was like 38 to 1841, something like that. And it was just like this like the greatest mass genocide in the history of our nation, the history of the world. Um, and that was their own people. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so it's not, it's not like it's something that's foreign to our, to mm-hmm. our world's foreign to our history. So that's, that's something that I felt like was, was really, um, Honest, and I felt like it could happen, especially yeah. because we viewed at least the, the humans in this in the animatrix viewed them as as weaker, as lower, as subservient, yeah. as something and, that we've created yes. so we yeah. can destroy. Like, exactly, yeah. we made you, and yeah. so yeah. you know. But now you did, didn't respect them becoming their own. I love the fact that the robots ultimately are stronger, smarter, faster, mm-hmm. more efficient. But they, like you said, they kept a human form. They show up and uh, with a, ha- a top hat and the yes. apple yeah. bearing peace. And I do love that. I love because they say mm-hmm. in the second Renaissance, this will not be the last. time that they take the floor yeah. and the next time they it's demanding and they look, yeah. they they look, look like less the human. crazy yes. robots yeah. you know, the, that you see in the Matrix you know with the multiple eyes and the tentacles yeah. and everything yeah. you're yeah. like oh that's kind of the perfect form if you really think about it it's totally mm-hmm. practical and if you've watched the movies they tear shit up yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. like every inch of uh, especially the robots in the Matrix every inch of their body is a weapon yeah. at that point and it's like yeah, yeah that makes sense from a robot like robotics like why wouldn't you do that it's yeah. very efficient it's also I think this this is one of the most interesting points too, uh, especially in the lore of the Matrix, mm-hmm. is that when you see everything in the real world, it's blackened by this this chemical cloud, basically, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. blocks out all sunlight. And the crazy thing is, like, they kind of explain it in the Matrix, mm-hmm. like, what we did that, we had to try to, like, block out the sun, but then in when you see it in the Animatrix, it's, like, crazy. Oh, like, it's you know, intense. There's, like, cr- there's this huge war between when these machines weren't necessarily the, the efficient killing machines, it was still learning mm-hmm. to be an efficient killing machine. Yeah. And so through battle, they like change into these monstrosities that are just like perfect at dis- yeah. dismantling humans, yeah. basically. Because ultimately, because humanity yeah. fights them, they are like ultimately, humanity fighting a war with them teaches them how to defeat us. Yeah. 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 It makes them make more defenses yeah. so they don't get killed. Yeah. It's yeah. just like self preservation. Yeah. And, and you know, it like at the end, it just kind of doubles back to like, hey, you guys, you guys totally messed us up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but we didn't want anything. We just want to like exist and have a purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to create the matrix for you. For you. you. Yeah. 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 And that, like, to me, just like makes the matrix the movie so much deeper yeah. and so have have so much like world building and lore and yeah. impact 
to me as like a whole whole like franchise than it was the just three movies. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, there's still some semblance of love. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, like, it, like even Agent Smith says it in that first movie, where he's like, this is not our first Matrix. Yeah. The first Matrix we made was a utopia, and you rejected it. So we had to put struggle, because that's how you, you as humanity yeah. measures yeah. it. Oh, it was, great. like, it's very true. deep. Mm-hmm. I remember watching this movie, but and I was like, shit. Yeah, yeah, but then we get yeah. to the last the last uh, episode mm-hmm. on the Matrix. Matrix goes to humans having to make a fake matrix for the robots that oh, they turn that's good. Right. So because they, yeah, the robots have now turned to something that are, you know, killing machines and they don't ha- they've lost like their compassion. Yeah. So they're trying to reteach it's like going full mm-hmm. circle. That's, um, a that's great how it ends. Point. Yeah. Yeah, that's flux. I never even. That's a great Aeon Flux. Yeah, yeah. I actually wrote that it's, down. It's funny because, like, in the sense of like both Second Renaissance and all of these films, it, it shows that like we as humanity create these people who then learn how to defend themselves because we're the aggressors, who then become the aggressors because by we're, example we yeah. have led them mm-hmm. to this conclusion. And and also at the end of the day. Basically, just human nature, fucking human mm-hmm. nature. Yeah, yeah like, that's you know, kind of true. Garbage. Yeah, we you know what we need. We need to build a wall. Yeah, that's yeah. What we, we need to build. We need to alienate all the people we don't uh, like yeah. or trust. Yeah, like that's clearly what we have to do. Let's just let's just break off in this other country and be in your own country. Yeah. Let's not worry about a currency. Idiots. Yeah, jeez, man. <laughs> um, I mean, we're kind of covering. I mean, what what you're talking about? Who's signing yeah. you on? I, mean, I, this I is think it. it like yeah, like this. This AI versus humans, like we were talking about, is is a consistent trope. I mean, it's in iRobot, it's in like even AI, it's in we got Terminator, Overwatch. (laughs) You have all these things, and it's always AI versus human. It's always following this kind of um, streamline of humans create something, and then it gets sentience, and then we have to then decide whether it actually can live and think for itself, or do we still own it? I feel like it's definitely like the human fear of like having this thing that can think better than us that are mm-hmm. physically stronger than us that can you know process all these things and have ideas that we might not possibly be able to even compute or have mm-hmm. and it's like basically the reason that the singularity is such a scary thing for a lot of people or like mm-hmm. rampant AI is that's why it's always like a horror trope you never see that really awesome yeah. movie about the friendly AI when it comes to, yeah you're right yeah, it never, it's, yeah. it's like oh cool hey robots are sending and everything's cool yeah. and AI hey let's let's go have coffee no 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 I would love that movie even at its core though like if you really think about it it's almost like uh, in like robots aside it's all it's also like getting older versus being young that like at the at the point of it it's just like I am older I am not used to these things I can't adapt yeah. this younger person is like faster, stronger, adapts, is creating more than me. I am yeah, now obsolete. It's, 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 yeah, exactly. At the end of yeah. it, that's what it is. And basically, in real life, that that's really basically good. what robots yeah. have done yep, to people. Pretty much, but robots just consistently do it better and forever yeah. versus yeah. humanity. They don't age. But <laughs> that being said, that was a great correlation. Whose side are you on? Whose side are you Whose on? Whose side are you on? Hey, we, I want to put this out to the chat yes. also. We're about to ask the question to ourselves when it comes to the robots and the humans here. Whose side are you on? I don't know what you guys are saying yeah. right now. I mean, uh, They're asking questions that are not relevant to the discussion at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, Your top five it, anime movies. Guys, we just watched the series. We're going to talk. Okay. We'll talk, maybe we'll have a, a second if we have a few minutes to yeah. do to, our um, top five anime movies of all time. You know what? How about this? You can go back and watch our highest rated yeah. films yeah. Yeah. On, our, on our channel right yeah. here. They should have a list of yeah. all, all of our I past too. episodes. 
episodes. Yeah, there. Um, yeah. But yeah, so whose side are you on? I mean, uh, this Michelle? is the question we'll start I with. I don't you, know. Michelle. Like it's when it's presented in like a fictional work like this, it's kind of like you're on you're on both people's sides. Like the humans look really are painted in a poor light at the beginning <laughs> of like the Renaissance, but then by the time you get to the Matrix, you're like, I hope the humans win because that sucks. Are controlled by robots. Like you, you have compassion for who has the most compassion in the film. I think in the story, whatever part of the storyline you're watching. Pretty fair. Bob. Uh, wow. I think I cop it. out. Yeah. I think like <laughs> every time I've watched this trope play out, like I've seen it so many times. Like I've seen, it's like on Star Trek Next Generation. Uh. Like every single time I'm like, robots. Like yeah. we fucked it up. Robots. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck us, robots. You know, uh in there's a part in the Renaissance where they kind of go back and mm-hmm. there's like, you know, the, you're the, the thousand thousand uh, robot yeah, march. you are going to say what I was going to say. robot march and yeah. the, the robot mm-hmm. sympathizers. I'm totally robot sympathizers. I completely agree. Also, robots are super yeah. fucking cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're just way more interesting than humans to me. So I'm like all for the robots. Yeah. I'm all for the independence. And also it's just like, hey, we created this thing that's basically life now. You yeah. know? It's a sentient thinking being like, then we have to take responsibility for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, all this roots to like, no one wants to take responsibility yeah, it's like if you're gonna play God, you have to you have to take the the shit that comes with it. Like, yeah, there's a dog. in the house. Dog also agrees. Yes, yes. He's like, oh, I, I'm on the exact. I was actually gonna bring up the same point. It was the human sympathizers in that part mm-hmm. where they're you know shooting down the robots and the humans who were there supporting the robots. I actually am right there with it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just any sort of of. Um, Oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Of, of putting down of any sort of a group oppression. of people, oppression, yeah. oppression of a, of a people. I'm not okay with. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a, about love and acceptance, and you know, and understanding. I feel like we, we will find, you know, we'll find peace through understanding. Even if I don't agree, like mm-hmm. I will find understanding. I can, and I could always say that's great. I don't see it that way, but dude, I, I will, I will respect that and mm-hmm. like move on with our lives with love and integrity. So I have yeah. a philosophical, yeah. philosophical question. Real quick. Oh, see, I, I just want to say, I love that we are going so deep <laughs> yeah. today. This is like, that, Michelle, you brought this on, and I love it. Well that's done. That's the Matrix. <laughs> Matrix. Thank uh, you. Yeah, it's meant to make you And think. I want to know what you guys think out there, right? Right in, yes. whose side are you on, robots or humans? All right, Max, what do you got? <laughs> okay, yeah. so I kind of t- took us from uh, Deus Ex, the game um, that just recently came out, because they actually have this thing called the mechanical apartheid, mm-hmm. uh, which is the people that have been spliced with machinery and people that haven't been spliced with machinery, kind of the same situation. Okay. But the question is, uh, if you could destroy all the AI, like just all the AI, would you do it? Though, given that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be evil and they are now sentient. So that's the choice that you have to you have to make. So, so wait, just, do you destroy the AI forever and just and not give them a chance, or do you help them out and give them a chance because you don't know what the potential they're going to bring because they are sentient now? So in a weird way, it's like this fine line of like you're killing something but not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with let it live. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say let it live. Uh, has anyone seen what was that? Uh, gosh, that movie, the the, the Lorax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let it grow. Let it grow. <laughs> the song at the end. Let it grow. I, I'm gonna say let it grow. Yes, that's that's yeah. what I say. Let it grow. Let it evolve. You know, and and see what happens down the road. Granted, look, you you may die, and you may they may be killed by your creation. Maybe a horrible, horrible decision in the end. But hey, man, you gotta try. Yeah. Plus, I feel like once you once you've already done something, you can't really be like, "Oh shit!" Well, I'll uh, just let me just destroy that. <laughs> yeah. it's like, that. That's not how it works, you know. Yeah. Especially when it's, when it's got sentience. It's like at this point mm-hmm. that 
be that thing has its own like what's the word I'm looking for like conscience or resolve yeah like, forcing will. your like, will, will upon yeah. something like, it like just, that I, don't, I can't I'm not, I'm not down yeah, with it I'm not down with it same. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have guessed we're such a peaceful group of people? Like, we're yeah. all about love and peace. All right, well, let's talk about. Uh, well, you know what? The, the Wachowski brothers created uh, four of these, but they didn't go at this alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, obviously, not. not even the four that they wrote. They didn't even just. They didn't even create. They wrote them, but mm-hmm. they even wrote some of them with help. Yeah, I mean, but they, they didn't got, direct or anything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They got some of the best in the business to help them out, and so to talk about some of how these nine stories were created and some of the places they. I'm going to throw it over to Max right here because mm-hmm. you, you've got some, some information here. Um, yeah. I would say, okay, so when you watch Animatrix, it's very clear that there's a very distinct style between yeah. each and every one of them. Um, and almost to a, a weird degree, if you have watched a lot of like old school anime or like 90s anime, mm-hmm. you can actually tell what studio they come from. That is yeah. very, very yeah. true. Uh, very, if you very know obvious. this era of anime, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they're still making shit. These studios still yeah, exist, yeah, so yeah. most of them. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Studio 4C still exists. Madhouse yeah. still exists. DNA does not yeah. really, but I mean, Peter Chung yeah. still yeah, he he does still stuff. Does stuff. That was <laughs> the Aeon, Aeon yeah. Flux style, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. unique, creepy, distorted. I love that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, but this is all very like Horses of the nineties. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Studio 4C did Kid Story, which was the one where he's like running around and like falls off the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did Tenkun King Crit. Uh, they're doing the new Berserk series, and nice. they did Steam Boy. And you can tell from the Tenkun King Crit because that is the kind of distinct, weird, kind of like floaty style that they had. Didn't uh, um, they also? I don't, I don't know if it was 4C, Studio 4C, yet when they made it, but wasn't it, they did Cowboy Bebop and. Uh, or at least the, the person directing Shinshiro Watanabe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Samurai yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, nice. he's... We're, uh, oh, that explains it because Champloo has like a weird like... It's, um, it's, it's rotoscoping. Yeah, 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 that animation style. But he also yeah. did uh, Kid Story and a Detective Story. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So which you can kind of tell. Those two read together. Yeah, yeah. The Detective Noir Story, you can kind of see that it's like kind of Cowboy Bebop like Samurai Champloo-esque. You can tell from their faces and kind of the way that their bodies are drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Madhouse is another one of them. Yes. And you can tell which one were yeah, the Madhouse ones. Totally one tell the Madhouse one. Who has the longest faces? Yeah. <laughs> Who's got the longest eyes with like yeah. biggest yeah. lashes? It has the most sweat yeah. Mo- pouring out their most, body. The most yeah. hair ever. Yeah, sure. Uh, and so skinny. So skinny yeah. that yeah. I don't know how they don't break apart <laughs> when they jump. Their yeah. torsos yeah. are like. They're like ninety percent of their body. They're like in real life, they'd be like eight feet tall, and yeah. they'd be like this like willowy thing. Ben. Uh, Awesome. And then DNA, which is Aeon, Peter Chung, Aeon Flux. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the matriculated, 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 yeah, matriculated, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one. So you could definitely tell that was Aeon Flux. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aeon Flux. Yeah. yeah. It's so distinct, I don't All even think same. I have to explain. Yeah, and for yeah. those of you watching who have never heard of Aeon Flux or seen Aeon Flux, so, go online, yeah. look yeah. it up. It was it's uh, like important. The MTV, yes. one of MTV's, like, Animated show. It was uh, part from of Liquid Television. Liquid, Liquid Television. Television. Liquid Television. Liquid Television. And you'll remember from our Ninja Scroll uh, episode, like Liquid Television is also what introduced Americans to Ninja Scroll because oh, yeah. they spliced mm-hmm. it into their trailer. Yeah. 
Yeah, so guys, I mean, Liquid Television and Flux has started a huge trend of anime. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know your anime history. Go look it up, Liquid Television and Flux. Yeah. And it was specifically yes. like very grown up anime, not like, you know, yeah. like childish, like, it was like sexy anime. and like really yeah. violent. Yeah. <laughs> it's very gory and mature. It's crazy to think that they used to show that on like MTV. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. But it was awesome. late at night. Yeah, it was, it was. Late at night. It was like, like 11. 11 o'clock. The rules are totally different for the NFC. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. was the first Adult Swim esque slash yeah. tsunami yeah. thing before that was a thing. I'll be honest. Back, I remember when I was a kid, I saw boob on regular television late at yeah. night. I saw yeah. boobs. Yeah. It was like a normal thing. Yeah. Like cartoon boobs are just the thing. They're like, it's cartoons. No we saw boobies. Yeah. What was just the so Elvira guys, show on USA? There was like something oh, up Elvi- all night. The Elvira show. Yeah, what was yeah, it? Yeah. Dude, I mean, we, you definitely saw her breasts. She got some <laughs> big old boobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're hitting your Wait, face. Everyone's you guys today are missing out. She looks out. great, by the way. Yeah. So you guys are missing out on some of the stuff we get to go out with. We to get away with that stuff. Actually, Morgan Chen asks, is Anne Flux an accessible anime for new to the genre it's not of anime. Really, it's not really an anime. It's more of an American cartoon. Um, Peter Chung is actually a Korean-American mm-hmm. director and animator. He's from, like, Florida. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Highly influenced, so, though. I very, feel like... very much influenced by the anime oh, style. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel um, like you can definitely find Aeon Flux online. Part of me wants to say, like, it was, like, on Blu-ray, and I feel like Blu-ray. it was on yeah. Hulu at some point. Yeah. I would say, uh, maybe it was... I think it is might still be on Hulu. I would yeah. say check those out. I would check Maybe Hulu because I know yeah. Hulu has a lot of the MTV mm-hmm. animated series. Like I think they had the Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, Max classic. Yeah, so. And I have to just say this that anime isn't a genre; it's a medium with which to tell stories. I, oh, <laughs> oh, I, I yeah. feel like such a dick. Like I'm nice. always saying that because people always say that shit about comics too. Like it's a comic stuff. I'm like no, it's a way to tell a story is all different. So yeah. Aeon Flux is like a really different, like Aeon Flux is nothing like Sailor Moon. No, yeah. no. It is adult and it is this gritty. Is, this and is definitely yeah. before there was kind of this like uh, merging of now like Avatar where it's like half anime, half kind of like American mm-hmm. cartoons. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like these styles that kind of mix and match. Like Aeon Flux is very much American. Yeah. 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 And um, you're really going to get a great sense of the era of anime mm-hmm. at that time because mm-hmm. it Ninja Scroll and uh, Akira and it, Vampire D yeah. Bloodlust. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Aeon Flux really sort of like melded into that style and fit that bill. Yeah. Uh, that distorted dark, you know, anime style. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly. Great if you guys are into that shit. Yeah. yeah. What, was, what was the yeah. name of the person who was asking about uh, that? Morgan Chan. Morgan Chan. Chan. I, I would say Good check question. it out. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's great. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you, Morgan. Especially yeah. if you're an enthusiast of like really weird styles <laughs> yeah. and kind of like surreal yeah. animation. That's definitely it's a thing to Yeah. Um, uh, but speaking of Vampire Hunter D, oh. uh, Yoshiaki <laughs> Kawajiri, uh, he was one of the directors. Um, he directed Program and World oh, Record, yeah. which I think are one of the two best ones. Yes, That's the ones is. that were animated by Madhouse. Uh, and the World Record was actually directed by Takeshi Koike. Koike? Um And he directed Redline, which yes. if you've awesome. seen Redline... Which well, in. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm in Redline. Go see Redline. It's fantastic. <laughs> we we reviewed it, and it's so good. It's if just you his watch, face falling yeah. yeah. If you watch Redline, you can definitely tell where the style is very much influenced mm-hmm. from, because when he worked on the Animatrix, he had that style as well. Yeah. Um, and then also, this is just for me... Uh, my hero Meta is the director of Blue Sub Six and Final Fantasy Unlimited, and now even Gillian Three Point One. And he's uh, one of the mm. ones that directed the Renaissance One and Two. Oh, nice. uh, Blue mm. Sub Six is literally one of my most favorite anime, like mm. hands down, in the world, and it's beautiful. And the character designs were done by Ronge Murata, and it is 
definitely something to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Andrew R. Jones, he's like probably one of the only American directors here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh he did Flight. But he did Flight yeah. of Cyrus. But what he also did was he worked on Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Oh, yeah. Which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. That, that makes, makes a lot of yeah. sense. That beginning yeah. sequence is, I, when I was watching the first one, I was like, God, it's so American. Because it was like, you yeah. know, Asian girl getting her kimono cut off and like doing like samurai battle in her underwear. I'm like, ugh. And yeah. then like, as soon as it switches over to the to like the real world, I was like, okay, let's watch the story now because yeah, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I was I love the first one, flight of the uh, final flight of the Osiris, just because it, the way it ties into yeah. going into mm-hmm. the second Matrix yeah. movie. Yeah, that yeah. Weird part was over. It that was really, really good. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it totally was like like fan servicey. That's the first yeah. thing, but like that. They use that for the promotions for Animatrix, like, over and over and over People really knew that shit. Yeah. They really loved 3D. Like, 3D animation was, like, the thing that blowed people's minds. And Spirits Within did not blow my mind. It did not. But everyone was like, oh, that's really cool looking. I was so excited about it. I was like, we're together. And then, if you think about it, it was, like, Final Fantasy, and all of us, like, oh, shit. And he went to go watch it, and you're like, nothing Final Fantasy about this. I was, like, upset. I mean, there's a little bit of it. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna not no. gonna try and defend it. But One Final, day we'll watch but, this movie. But Final Flight was totally cool, and it, I mean, it really tied the first movie into the second movie, and how we got there. And, yeah. And I will yeah. say, I, there is one point that I, I think I did write down too. It was her fall when she's Joy is falling through that like maze of like pipework, yeah. and she does like some of the craziest contortions as she falls. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And then she, <laughs> it was totally flips. superfluous, but yeah. it was awesome. And then she flips in midair as she's <laughs> yeah. as she's falling. like free. Falling and then mm-hmm. like somehow rolls through perfectly. She fine. gets like yeah. traction on yeah. the air. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the Matrix, so you just like kind of yeah. everyone. I'm really, yeah. whatever. So apparently, when she puts the letter in that mailbox, that's the beginning of the Enter the Matrix game. Mm-hmm. Yes, which it is. Oh. Which is <laughs> yeah. actually a very good game. Oh, you play okay. as ghosts. I remember playing. Oh. Yeah, but. you play as ghosts and uh, Naomi. Oh, Naomi plays Naomi. Yeah, okay. yeah, so, but you mainly play as Ghost, and I always thought that was awesome because Ghost is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is funny, but like uh, one of the other ones also ties into the later Matrix, the one with the kid who uh, wakes kid up. Story. Kid, yes, story. kid Story. Yes, Kid Story ties in. Yeah, because uh, I, I was explaining to Michelle because she had never like, seen it. Uh. And I was like, you know, he comes up in the movie and he's like super excited and he's like, let me help you, Neo. Let me be your like lap dog, Neo. And I was like, that's the kid from the that's Kid Story. Yep. <laughs> yes, that is another yeah. tie-in. That's really yeah. cool. I, I noticed that as well. I just, <laughs> I always block it out because who, that kid who they cast was terrible. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he, was he was so awful. annoying. Also, he in the was actual just, movie, he was the, basically yeah. gun fodder. He was bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right from the beginning, like, you saw I'm me. You're so like, innocent. I'm gonna yeah, die. you're the yeah. worst. He was very like, remember me from the Asian Animatrix? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I don't. Maybe tie in. Yeah. Sure don't. Oh, Boy, man. they they ruined that character because he's so much cooler in the, in the Animatrix. Animatrix. Yeah. Oh. You know what show I really like that we haven't talked about yet is Beyond. It's the one with the girl and her looking for her cat. Okay, I'm gonna interrupt this real quick because. Just so you know, the one the girl looking for a cat beyond, yeah. it's Michelle. In, in the Aww. I, I literally, literally it started and, and, and I was like watching Shut it again. Up. I was like, it's Michelle. Why like, is it me? Am I looking for cats constantly? Well, no, cats? she has your she has three 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 cats. Jimmy has three cats. Yeah, but like the hair, it's like it's angular. Yes. I mean the character, the colors and the character designs of that one is literally the one that I love the most. Like so good too. The animation, animation style so is very good. It's so, yeah. it's so good. And it's really cute. It's in you know the the, the the plot is kind of like doesn't really it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. go yeah. anywhere.
everywhere. It's just very pretty, and they play a lot with, like, splicing in, you know, just playing with gravity and, uh, like, how characters move throughout. It, looked, it almost looked like an art project. Like, some yes. animation class was, like, yeah. show a character moving, free-falling, and, like, do yeah. everything you can that's artistic. And they're like, okay, yeah. we made this. I, I think that was also Studio 4C, <laughs> yeah. which is why it kind mm-hmm. of also looks like Tenkan. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I, heard, uh, I guess Koji Morimoto was an animator who uh, worked on the film, was an animator in Akira, and also um, Kiki's Delivery Severus, mm-hmm. uh, City Hunter, it's the funniest thing. I did feel like a little Studio Ghibli in that, so that's yeah. so interesting. It's like it's it's very whimsy, whimsy. There's a little yeah, it's kids. like a whimsical mm-hmm. little girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's more like that one was the one that's more of like a glitch of like, hey, here's a little mm-hmm. thing that happens in yeah. the real world to normal people, as opposed yeah, to being no like you know yeah. all the agents trying to attack you all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. glitch in the matrix. Yeah. And uh, when it ends, you're like, huh? Wait, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's just fun. Okay, I get it. It was just nice. All fun at all. Voice acting was really great in all of this stuff. I think. Uh, I was really, yeah. as somebody who, sorry, John, doesn't really like dubs a lot, it was directed <laughs> really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, I, I think I wrote it down, but I erased it. The girl who, sorry, the woman who directed all the voice acting, she did a fantastic job. Apparently, this was back in the early 2000s, so there weren't like that many yeah. cool, like famous voice actors. So yeah. she was pulling from uh, video game actors. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, remember she, I think it was like the whole cast of Final Fantasy X. Like did stuff, but yeah. Like, no, like good. They nothing good. <laughs> in the animatrix from a voice acting standpoint, like like jumped out at me. That yeah. was like this is bad. Everything yeah, felt everything like really very great. It didn't, natural like, and... it didn't feel like to me like oh this was in Japanese first, which is what yeah. the thing I feel the first thing I feel in anime when I see it. Yeah, but I also right think that that's because they directed this basically for mm-hmm. like an American audience, they so did, they were able sure. to actually like sync it together. So in a weird way, it's yeah. kind of like is one of the first like American Japanese hybrid animes that have that Untrue. has existed. Vampire Hunter D was made for English. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Yeah, we got to get to that movie on the show. Wow. Yeah, we will. Yeah, it's like right? one of my favorites. Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust was made for English, and it. then they dubbed it into Japanese. I've seen both English ones better. Have we not done this? We have not done it That's yet. Wow. It is on my slate. Is I have had it okay. slated forever. Wow. This okay. is going to happen soon. We're going to figure this <laughs> one out. Not next week, though, but next week. One thing I do want to ask is, as we're getting closer to the end here, is a favorite out of the nine what was your favorite out of the nine oh. uh, and I want to put this question, out there to yeah. all of you guys watching right on now oh, how many we got watching yeah <laughs> I know right whoever's watching right Just now like I wanna... ten people looking yeah. Yeah. oh go sweet of the animatrix of the animatrix we want to know what your favorite story was of the nine stories what's your favorite one I guess renaissance second renaissance you gotta pick part one or two you gotta pick yeah. one yeah, <clears throat> yeah. so I, I think so I know hard, dude. I know so you gotta pick so we want to hear it right into us right now, and we will say it, and we want to talk about it. What's your favorite of the nine? I have mine already, so I can sure. say mine first. Yeah, see yours. Um, mine is Second Renaissance Part 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Part 2 because of the conclusion <coughs> of the story, the gore, mm-hmm. the, the the visualizations of Dude, it. The, the way... robot, the skeleton robot on a horse with yeah, a mule. Oh, I was yeah. like, holy shit! The man, like, that, the man that burns yeah. within the wheel oh, yeah. of oh, humans, like, yeah. basically us burning... Our own like human uh, timeline. Yeah. Visually, Beautiful. it was stunning. So good. Uh, it was dark and intense. Uh, I, I was just. It's one of those that uh, the whole time I feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and kind of cringy. Yeah. Like it really got to like my core, and I really love that one. So I mean, granted, there's some really solid, amazing stories. So in this, but, many solid ones. But that's yeah. the one that just made me feel so uncomfortable that I kind of like stopped for a second afterwards yeah. and go, I need a deep breath. Yeah, so I, I like that. had to take a pause. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe pull myself. Uh, shot. I, I already talked about mine. I really like Beyond because it was right. Just, well, because you're in nice. it. Because yeah, so <laughs> <good. laughs> I'm in it. But I mean, I loved. I love Renaissance one and two. 
too. Like it really got me thinking. It yeah. was. It's one of those things you watch and you're like, you have to like sit and think about your fucking life after it. Like, <laughs> it's, am it's I evil thing. inherently? <laughs> or is humankind doomed to this? <laughs> but it's good. Yeah. I think like I'm one of those people that split. Like I. I am so biased to Madhouse style. I love mm. the look of Madhouse, but the second Renaissance, that storyline, so good. Yeah, that writing, it was just so... And to this yeah. day, like, it it still holds up. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. That whole yeah. story, like, Renaissance 1 and mm-hmm. 2, if you just made, like, your own little short about it, and you're like, damn, that yeah. is the thing. However, just because we've already discussed it, the one that visually stands out a little bit more, I think... Besides the iconography, it would have to be program, yeah. which is uh-huh. the madhouse one. The madhouse yeah. one. Uh, just some of the compositions, the yeah. locations yeah. are amazing. The way that they like push the perspective because mm-hmm. it's like, the Matrix, and that's something that happens yeah. in the Matrix all the time. Yeah. And it was very indicative of like, um, you know, just what the Matrix is mm-hmm. as kind of this like environment and what you can create it to be. Um, also, the designs are just super amazing. And also, yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. 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 All the color just, yeah, the, so the colors, the contrast, oh, like, yeah. even the yeah. way that they shoot everything, it's it's so specific to Madhouse, like, the way they pull in and, like, come out of yeah. it, everything. Yeah. Just, like, was the really sweat, beautiful. the hair, yeah. the way it moves, it's just, it's so beautifully when they fight in that, yeah. When they fight in the house and you see all the, the screen the doors, screen yeah. Yeah. and they, yeah. they start opening, really and it pushes the perspective out, so it just looks like infinity doorways, like, I'm just, like... That's it's so beautiful. Matrix. Art, bitch. Yep. Yeah, it's that's, really good. Um, you know what? That's that's the quote. I, I want to hashtag that. Hashtag that's art, bitch. Yeah. Hashtag. Uh, we have one response what to what's your favorite story. Um, Fresh Ingredient says they like detective story. Oh, that's oh, oh, yeah. also very good. It's also very good. Interesting. I love the style and like the, the world noir. Yeah. It was noir, but it was like supposed to be set in the 90s because Trinity's there, so yeah. that's a little yeah. weird. Yeah, right. But at the same time, it was like the cool kind of like weird typewriter steampunk you know that's right he's like on a computer but it's a typewriter like that was fascinating it kind of made me think that like was that that guy's own personal matrix like his looks different because like he went at something different or I mean I guess everyone lives in the same matrix right right now it is the same matrix the same matrix in my head I was like I mean that's more of a stylistic thing you know but it was totally unique and it was only to that character we never saw anything like that in the matrix any matrix anything it was just that noir style I do like that they played on that like 90s like hacker thing because yeah. it was such yeah. a big deal in the 90s like elite speak and hacking mm-hmm. I was like I used to be so Did into that so many hacking yeah. that's how you hack you just go now everyone just hacks like 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 yeah. crash just and burn now everyone just hacks Pokemon <laughs> Go now Pokemon Go is getting hacked all yeah. the time yeah. oh, who was it that said guy. that who was it uh, it was Fresh Ingredient thank you Fresh yeah. Ingredient thanks yeah. Fresh Ingredient yeah. you are nice. fresh indeed yes indeed <laughs> Um, if anyone, if no one else is on this, I would jump to our next part. Okay, then we're going to talk. Uh, we've got two more things to talk about before we end this thing. First is favorite moments, favorite moments of the Matrix. Any moment that uh, that you just want to talk about? Any moment that caught you? You want to talk about uh, real quick? Favorite moment. I mean, I feel like we've already discussed yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Just rewind five minutes. You'll listen. To I, I do <laughs> want to bring up the. I thought it was really cool in the in Matriculated when uh, the robot falls in love with the human. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he's like in love with her. Yeah. And that was really yeah. fascinating. And she's like, and then she's like, I'm just. Like commit digital suicide from that's what yeah, I got she, from it. Did she die from being surprised? Like what? How, she was kind no, of alive. I think she just kind of she, like decided to dissipate into the ether. I think she was dying, yeah. and then like you know was kind of in shock, and finally her body gave out at that point because her mind. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. that's what it was. I, I just I just translated it as kind she of like dead. a yeah, Good. like she just green. got lost in her own program. Like they created this kind of like yeah. uh, matrix for computers, and then she just got <laughs> lost in it. Yeah. yeah, that was sad. Wham, 
Liam. Yeah, that was man. a good note to end on, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I know. Right? All right. It yeah. was rough, Desu. <laughs> All right. We are rating this bad boy. Um, yes. We want to hear your ratings as Wait, well. We, do we take out this rating system? Do we? Do we do it? Do we do, do we? we can't, well, John has been on the show. I haven't for a while. been on the show in like weeks. Yeah. What's, what's he took it out. What are we doing? I think we have like a thumbs up system now. Like, thumbs up. Like, we bring it back. Okay. Oh, I like that. That's very visual. We were just okay. It's at a twelve o'clock position. Okay. So this is like kind of like the nothing was terrible. Nothing was terrible. Nothing was terrible. Okay. It was all super great. So this is it. We could do it all at the count of three. Then right? We got us on the main screen right here. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Uh, yeah. yeah. There we go. There we that's go. four thumbs up. That's four thumbs that's up. Gotta watch hey. It. Hey, that's yeah. kind of fun. I like that. That's yeah. Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, it's you guys are doing this for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like Coliseum. Yeah. Yes. All that's right. right. Oh, right. That's all right. Yeah. Okay. So, thumbs up, everyone. You should watch the Animatrix. Yep. Yeah. Whether you're a Matrix fan or not, it's great anime. It's yeah. really cool stories. You're getting, you are getting like a history and style of so many different anime companies and so many different yeah. great artists and directors yeah. and writers so, so many styles I mean this is basically worth your money yeah, yeah. it's worth it yeah totally awesome uh, Animatrix fantastic um, I think that's kind of it unless you guys yeah. have anything else out there I mean we're about to do our wrap up so this is, this is our last chance right here anyone uh, anyone no, no they all no. did no. you're done son <laughs> yeah. everyone yeah. my yeah. name is Jonathan Mesa you could find me at Kaiba Cat on all the social media things pass it to my left I'm Max Song you can find me at Max Salt at literally the everythings and I'm Yuma Ninja. You can find me everywhere online at Yuma Ninja. And oh, I should mention next week we oh, are doing right. Kenshin, the live action movie. The first one. The first, first one. one. It is getting a limited US release. Thank you, Funimation. Yes. And it will be in limited screens from August 8th through 10th. So we will be covering it next Wednesday. Yeah. 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 That's right, son. Thanks, Funimation. <laughs> and I am Chubby Bunny Michelle. I remember my name this time. You can find me ever on the internet at I am Chubby Bunny. And also uh, I read for geek.com now. So look at that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Suck it, All right, everyone, thanks so much for having us. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.